Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. We're uninterrupted for about the next 40 minutes or so, so feel free to join in. 312-332-3776. Tom Thayer is going to join us here in a minute or two. Um, oh, he's ready right now. That's great. Remember, you could I always... Gonna, I was going to say. Yeah, he's always on time. Well, yeah, you know, listen, I, I got to... He's usually early. I got to eve live for not being on time for a television commercial with Tom I early in the year. I, look, I got to protect my big brother here because this is their new thing in 2024 he's my big brother why is that too? it's like, game face that's that's not an evil eye that's just a game face it's jerk face no it's a game face he's just ready i'm not saying from him i'm saying from you <laughs> jerk face over here well, that is a jerk face yeah yeah why yeah, yurko called me numb nuts earlier today you're calling and me then jerk i face. saw you send that is numb nuts you saw maybe it was voice activated yeah, i was voice it texting. said numb nuts tom n-u-m-b like your nuts are numb <laughs> i didn't think that was how you said it or spelled it i, I voice texted but isn't numb nuts n-u-m-b n-u-t-s that would be numb like numb i can't feel them yeah, isn't that how you say numb nuts? I don't know. I'm, I'm 57 years old or almost 57 years old. Great, great Tom, number. How would you spell numb nuts? N-U-M-B. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, listen, I'm not saying I'm, I know. That just seems, I didn't know that was the essence. Hey, numb nuts, does that mean that my, my marbles are frozen? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, listen, my, I was numb nuts. I was dunderhead. I was, you know, my dad called me a little bit of everything throughout uh, my lifetime with him without, you know, but when it came down to cuss words, you know I did something really wrong. Really? Nuts is a great old school is. put yeah, down, is it not? Yeah, it's not the new new age put down. That's that's old school. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Tom Thayer joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Something that would come out of jo- uh, Joniak's mouth for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, numb nuts. That's definitely a phrase that I think he would use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Joniak told us uh, on what day was that? Oh, yesterday I think we were at House Hall. And he said that the moment uh, the game ended, you get your game face on for Bears-Packers week. And then when he was doing the marquee show with you, that they had the Packer logo. And, like, you have a visceral reaction that when you see the Packer logo that you get angry. You know, I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired (laughs) of all the good times that they've had in you know, fortunately, when, when I was playing for the Bears, we went. We had a chance to go through some good times with the Bears. But um, you know, the like the more you prepare for it, the more you know stats and numbers you look at, the more tape you watch and everything. It just kind of gets old. Where I don't want to walk out of Lambeau Field on Sunday night and having all the people being fakely nice to you because they just beat you again. Yeah. And um, it just makes me sick, actually. Tom, so is there is there a good, solid explanation other than, hey, they're just better than us, as to why they have dominated this rivalry, if we still want to call it that so thoroughly? Uh, um, quarterback? Is it, is it Aaron uh, yeah, Rodgers? I mean, it's, it's obviously quarterback, you know, from, you know, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, you know, because the, the Bears have done some nice things, you know. They've, they've run the ball well, and, you know, five games since Justin's been there, they've had 130 rushing attempts for 734 yards, an average almost six yards a carry with five touchdowns. Uh, Justin's had 38 carries for 267 yards and seven uh, seven yard average himself, but you know, you know, turnovers or lack of getting turnovers or converting third down and short yardage opportunities or uh, taking good field position and turning it into a touchdown, and then if you did get a lead or you did get awarded some good field position that you weren't able to make points out of it or stop them from getting points. Talking to Tom Thayer, it's Waddle and Sylvie on, on ESPN 1000. Are you concerned about the latest injuries that have popped up? I mean, first of all, Jalen Johnson uh, has not practiced all week. He is listed as doubtful. 
Uh, Kyler Gordon is listed as questionable with a, a calf injury that came up. Um, Lucas Patrick had a calf injury pop up. He is listed as questionable. Well, how concerned do these injuries uh, and Herbert, I believe, is questionable as well? Uh, you know, they're they're big. They're a big concern because, you, you know, you have to have – well, listen, when you played in the first week of the season, there is no guarantee that you'd go to the, the game of week 18 with the same roster that you started with in week one. And um, so, you know, they have – you know, you know, for the for the offensive line and Khalil Herbert and stuff, you have to fill in guys there that can carry the load in those positions. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, is is Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith rely? Uh, are they fill ins okay if Jalen Johnson doesn't play? And then who would fill in right. uh, for Kyler Gordon? That's that a big position? one to me, Tom. That yeah. one is really important. He's kind of like the glue that keeps that secondary together on a number of the things I think that Coach Flus wants to do. Yeah, you know, and he plays at all levels. You know, yeah. he's, a fir- he's a first, second, third level defensive back. If you want to blitz him um, against a, a running back or even try to blitz him late in the protection and have him squeeze through a couple of offensive linemen that are confused about their protection responsibilities. And he did it against Arizona. He blitzed off the left side and beat the left guard and left tackle for a pursuit sack against Kyler Gordon. So those types of things that he can do. But um, I think when you have a quarterback like Jordan Love who's playing as well as he's playing, and then his receiver position is supposed to get healthier this week. Yeah, I I have some huge concerns. And then, you know, when you look at Kenny Clark, their defensive tackle, he's 14-0 against the Bears. And if you have a center that's playing at less than 100% who used to be teammates together, or you have uh, Dan Feeney or, uh, you know, Cody, they have to go in there and they play have to play set, uh, center with real no live practices at a, at the at a last minute's notice. I have concern about that as well. So, um, yeah, when you read an injury report like that, it, it's hard not to be Tom, concerned. What 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 role do you believe pl- uh, pressure will play in this game? Because I pers- I said earlier, I think this Bears team comes up and plays plays free and loose, and there's no pressure on them. But Green Bay, it's the youngest team in the league. they got a win to stay alive in the postseason. I, I think pressure, especially with those two elements, I think it's important. What do you think? I, I do, too. But, you know, the, you, you think about pressure. I mean, are you talking about pressure by the defensive line? No, no, no. I mean the pressure, pressure to – I mean pressure, you know, like, hey, we've got a lot of pressure on us to win this game, and this Bears team comes up with no pressure on them because right. they're playing loose and free. Yeah, I, so I, I think you got an enormous amount of pressure on Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator of Green Bay, when you're facing a guy as dynamic as Justin Fields, who is, can lay it all on the line because he's not worried about next week. And so now if you're trying to devise a scheme that you may not be used to playing because you're playing against the guy with Justin and his abilities – it's it's not an easy job, you know, and so now you got to make sure the right the people are in the right place at the right time to make sure that they limit the exposure to big playability of Justin Fields, and then um, you know when you look at the Green Bay Packers, you know uh, Aaron Jones has been in and out of the lineup. AJ Dillon is still you know he's banged out. up a little bit. AJ's out. They ruled him out. Okay, then they've had plenty of guys on the injury report themselves. So there's there's a lot of pressure on on Green Bay, and you know when you're facing one of these teams that you know they don't they're they have a lot to play for, but they don't have anything to play for because there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made after this game. And when you talk about Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles and what Matt Eberflus's situation is at the at the end of the day. Um, I think the Bears can kind of not play carefree, but they can play with a little bit more freedom. Yeah. And, the, you know, you got to figure with this offensive line and the changes that they've been going through since the beginning of the year, and now you bring on Montez Sweat, you get the, the rookie defensive lineman contributing more and playing better. You get the other guys that have 
played at a high level over the last six or seven weeks. You got D- eight defensive linemen that can play fresh if you get their offensive line exa- exhausted at all. And then, <clears throat> T, you know, it's hard to it's hard to measure the emotions of the game. Right. And I think when you go to the Bears and you have these guys sitting around the locker room for the last time this year before they're all exchanging telephone numbers on the plane ride home. You know, it's kind of that last minute of emotion that you have to capture that you have to bring out onto the field. And so I hope they break out of the the locker room with as much excitement as, as they've been able to show in this last six or seven weeks. And, and then it can last for four quarters. And then you know, you got to make it difficult for Jordan Love as as well as he's been playing and as safely as he's been protecting the football. You got to make it. Uh, you you got to put him in a dangerous situation by pressure, making him have off balance throws, and um, you know, hopefully converting converting some into interceptions. But now that when you read the list of um, uncertainty of the defensive backfield. It's got to raise your level of concern. Tom Thayer joining us, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. So there's been a lot of uh, talk about this game and how this figures into those decisions that you were just alluding to with Matt Eberflus or Justin Fields. Is this just another game that goes into that calculator, or is this bigger? Because it's the last game. And and it's the Packers and all the struggles they've had. Do you believe that this is worth more in figuring out those decisions? Um, the only way that it, it could factor in more is if they went in there and took it were completely emotionless and they didn't give effort and they looked like a lo- lifeless group of guys that didn't care about the importance and the role of, of this, uh, you know, the the tradition and the history of this rivalry, and the, that would all you know that's where I w- I would have extreme disappointment, and if they if they just did come out there and show up just you know to let the clock run out and go home, but I I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that ha- there has been no evidence of that in the la- like I said in the last six or seven weeks. So um, I expect the Bears to come out there and and play. Um, with the with the, with the intent on winning the game, but I think some of the some of the decisions um, that are important is the decisions that's been talked about on the radio for the last five or six weeks. I think some of those decisions probably have been made outside of the outcome of this game. Tom, who is your least favorite Packer of all time? Who do you hate most in the green and gold? Um. God, my least hated. Um, or your least? No, the, the the guy you hated the most. Your least Yurko. favorite Packer. Yurko. Yurko. Awesome. Yeah. When he came out on the field with all that Vaseline under his armpits. Yeah. And then Jay snapped the ball. Then the next play, he tried to snap the ball again, and it slipped out of his hands, and they recovered the fumble. And then we went to the sideline, and we, everybody got yelled at by Ditka because of uh, the excess amount of Vaseline under Yurko's armpits. Um, it's not like I remember that, but I remember that. Yeah, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I think is what the good kids said about that. But uh, So he's at the top of your list of least favorite Packers. Well, no, you know, the guys like Kenny Stills and uh, the guys that hit Matt Suey late after the play and the other guy that dragged Walter Payton over the bench. What about Charles Martin who slammed McMahon? Oh, the, yeah. I forgot him. I forgot about Charles Martin. I was blocking him on a play-action pass. And I heard the crowd reaction of an interception. And as we are going downfield to try to make the tackle, I heard the crowd react and look back and saw McMahon laying on the ground. So that was kind of a really awful set of circumstances that Charles Martin did to the Bears. He's been dead, though, since 2005. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's been gone for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. been gone. This is a pretty, as much as this is a great rivalry, especially on the field. In terms of being in the building, Tom, there's less. Aren't there less shenanigans like from the fans than maybe you see in Philly or some of the other cities? It's more almost like a a pretty polite fan base that you still don't like. 
Yeah, I mean, that that's just it. It's just their humble approach because they've been winning so much. And I and I hate that um, that fake sense of kindness. It just makes me sick. And um, so I would rather you spit in my face and call me a piece of bare garbage than tell me, oh, sorry, maybe Good next try, year. Good try, Tom. Good oh, try. That was, a, that was a great game. No, uh, I, I hate that. I hate that part. Oh, Maybe wow. they're so nice because, like you say, Tom, they're used to winning and they yeah, don't have sure. to Patronize. face. They, yeah, yeah, they are. That's what it is. Yeah. It's fake niceness because they know right. that they've won so much. They've been so successful right. for the last, you know, two decades. So, um, well, here's a good example, uh, uh, Tom. I wanted to put oh, this guy on. Yeah, like I, I was going to say that to him too. There's a guy on the line, Kevin, on the north side. Now, Kevin. You say you're a Packer fan and you're calling to wish the Bears good luck? No, you guys good luck. Especially Tom, too, with with his descriptions about Packer fan. Let me ask, hey, Kevin, are you from Illinois or Wisconsin? I'm from Illinois. Oh, and you're a Packer fan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Benedict Arnold. You're a traitor. So does, oh that make, does that make being a Red Wings fan worse or what? Ooh, you're a We're Red Wings only, fan too. Total traitor. Listen, don't yeah, don't get off the answer. don't get off the subject, Kevin. We're talking about Bears Packers. Kevin, you calling from Russia? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, right. Kevin. Uh, that's what it says. He says Kevin Green Bay yeah, fan. Yeah, so, good luck to the Bears. Well, why are you wishing us good luck? Well, I just wish I just wanted to wish you guys a good Sunday. I know I'm going to have a good Sunday. I'll be over at Wolves Northwood having a beer with all the great friends uh, over at those friendly confines on the north side. You're so. patronizing us is, again. This is exactly yes. what Tom is talking about. Right, exactly. That's the same thing. You you know, you walk through the Lambeau Field with the Bears coat on, and everybody is just so nice to you. <laughs> Hey, you big know. fella, good try again this time. Right. <laughs> right. That's Midwestern hospitality for it, Tom. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, we're not going to be like Charles Martin or anything. I mean. Listen, Kevin's just trying to be nice, whether it's fake niceness or, or, or true niceness. And this day and age, right. even fake niceness is appreciated. Is it really? Would you like to check your Twitter account again? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Fair, you are the you, you are leading the way in, with regard to common sense. Tom doesn't have any social media stuff. It is by far the best decision I think, Tom, that you could ever make in calendar twenty twenty four. T. Waddle, I am so thin skinned that I would either be on the hunt or I would be. <laughs> I would be. That would I be just, a good reality that show. That would be fantastic. Tom Fair's hunting down Twitter horrible trolls. Twitter people. Yeah, I'm on the hunt right. for Twitter trolls. And then right. like you, you, you go into, into like a trap. You'd be busy, Tom, because there's a never-ending supply the, the, of people that you could go after. He'd be called the Twitter Terminator. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just collateral damage. And uh, with the sunglasses. Yeah. And then he just is going. He's probably knocking already, on doors. You already got gear that says TNT on it, don't you? So, like, it's the Twitter Terminator. Do you do you give out Jeff's uh, t- Twitter handle or X yeah. handle, whatever you call yeah. it? Now? Yeah. Yeah. It? yeah. Jay Joniak or something. Let me see here. What is it? Is he? Does, does, I didn't even know. Is he, is he out there on at, Twitter? At Jeff Joniak, yes. When was the last time he tweeted? Let me see what his last tweet was. Uh, his last tweet was December 14th, 2023. Great time with the one and only Peanut Tillman. Entertaining storyteller and wonderful person. We were with him that day. Yes. Was great up at Hallis Hall. Not Peanut with Jeff. Right. Great to be with some loyal season ticket holders. Wonderful fans. Wonderful people. Appreciate all you at Bears season ticket holders at Chicago Bears. Where's Tom Thayer? Isn't that what the last thing it says? Where's Tom Thayer? I don't know. You know, maybe we could we could all pay for a cameo from Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Is he on cameo? That would be good. Have yes. him say some stuff. Okay, well that's yes. good. We yes. should we should put some money in the hopper for that. Put it under yes. like a fake name that would and be have, great. Him, have him say some stuff. That would be great. See if it gets see if it gets rejected or see what we can make him say and then play it on the air. That's that's good. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Safe travels yeah, to Green Bay. Your, hey, Tom. Good try up there. Enjoy your yeah. trip. No, we're, the Bears are going to win this time. I agree. I'm with you. 
that would be awesome, and we're going to have a, a celebration Sunday if that's the case. Would you I, punch anybody in celebration, like a celebratory punch? Um, not to hurt them. I mean, just uh, you know, maybe a, a you know punch in the arm, like okay. in high school, yeah. or a kidney punch to Joniak. Okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's not bad, right? The old no. kidney punch is just a, a punch of love, right? Isn't that what that oh, is? The old kidney no, punch of love. No, he lied to me. He lied to me one time in Detroit. Yeah. And I had to make a point of never having him lie to me again. And so. And he I, still I, hasn't. Yeah, I gave him one. You know. I, I dropped him in front of the elevators. <laughs> I got in the elevator and left. It's <laughs> crazy. Tom, you're the best. Uh, uh, safe oh, travels, all right? Thanks, you too, guys. I'll yeah. talk to you next yeah. week. See you guys. There's Tom there. I'll talk to him on Sunday, though that technically is next week. Yes. That's what he said last week when I was gone on Friday, right? Yeah. That I'm his new I little so. brother? What happened? You, what ha- how did that relationship I blossom? I don't know. That, isn't that, didn't you ask him what his resolution was when I was gone Friday? And, and he I, said, I my, his resolu- but you were here. I wasn't. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Meller, weren't you co-hosting with no, me? So Connor was, but I was listening on my drive home, and you're right, Sylvie. What did I, we ask? You asked him, does he do any a New Year's resolutions? Oh, yeah, I did remember that. And Thayer said he doesn't really do that, but like Sylvie said, he's going to treat his little brother, okay, Sylvie, better to come yeah, back in 2024. Yeah. Yes. But when did the concept of little brother it, occur? Then. Okay. He's never referred to me as that. Okay. And then he gave me like this big bear hug. On Sunday in the booth. Well, that means you've finally arrived. I, I know. Yes. It was like my rookie year it ended. Yeah. yeah. You know what they say? Like in game 16, you're no longer a rookie. That's awesome. At any point, did he put a, a huge quantity of bars of soap <laughs> in a pillowcase and hit you with them in the booth at any point? I, uh, no. Not. I mean, because back in the day, no, that was I, one I, of the... No, that, that, was, was, that would put me down yeah. for a long time. Okay. Uh, Mark on the west side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, Mark. What's up? Hey, um, I think uh, Tom just hit on it, both Tom, Tom 1 and Tom 2, about Tyler Gordon, man. I think that guy is really pivotal to the Bears' defense. I agree. Um, I also witnessed him uh, uh, go in the backfield, make a sack, make a tackle out on the edge, pass defense. I just want to say this, too. He reminds me of Mike Brown, um, Todd Bill, Dave Harrison. Um, that's my dog in the background. So I just wanted to comment on that. The next thing I want to comment on is um, epic game this weekend, Bears, Packers. Um, I think that it's going to be uh, instant classic. Um, uh, I think the, uh, the the Bears are, need to go in feeling like let's be a spoiler. Yep. Uh, and then from the Packers side too, man, let's not forget they got kicked out by the Detroit Lions last year, so they're gonna have they're gonna want something to prove. And I think it's time for us to bear down and and and, and kick some butt. Amen to that, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's been thanks for the call. Yeah, I listen. I I, I read. He should have said, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna be the coach next year." Yeah, thank you, thanks, Mark. Look, I, I here's here's what he's referring to. Do we is this the full answer in this? Yeah, it's the follow up as well. It's the follow. So this is. But like, you're gonna play my answer as Eberflus. You already we already went through that. So Eberflus was asked this. It's like again, does anyone truly care what someone sounds like at the podium? Like what Not if per- you're winning. What, right. What percentage of people really give a rat's there, ass? Okay, to answer your question briefly, and this has been, been the world we lived in. We like him a lot better, or we have more fun with him because they've won five of their last seven. Back when they were scuffling and they weren't very good, some of the stuff at the podium, we would be more critical of. I'm just being honest. Well, well yeah. Like, like he was... He was dizzy at times trying to answer some questions. Meller could pull the greatest hits. Meller can prove Clay, the Claypool exchange. The Claypool exchange and then the inactive versus active or what was doubtful. Well, for Justin. Definition of doubtful. For Justin. Yeah, the, I, I'm glad we didn't have to go through that today with, with Jalen Johnson about the doubtful stuff. We're past that. Um, like, all I've asked is uh, it, it, a lot of our coaches is. This is your 
sort of window through your head coach. And and while they can't share national secrets or your team secrets, is to just be a little bit human. Is to just be a little bit human. So while you can't negotiate through a press conference and tell your boss that, yeah, this is my job and they'd be dumb to fire me. Um, but like to go on and he was asked by Jason Leisure today about his status for next season. He starts explaining what expectation means. Like who in you know in your life when you say to somebody, hey, do you expect well, expect is a shortened version of the word expectation. Like, like who would ever answer a question that way in just a conference? We're just having a conversation. No one speaks that way on a human level. No, this is just a way to kind of not answer the question directly. That's This is his approach to not actually answering a question directly. Look, and I get it. And Belichick's never, ever answered a question directly. And all he's done is won. And no one gave a rat's ass as long as he won. Once he stopped winning, then it became tiresome. There's no question. So, so fine, win. But, but again, like, it, it, I, I think it's appreciated if he, like, the second answer was much better. So listen to this exchange. Matt, with this being the last game of the season, you know this question needs to be asked. Do you expect at this point to be back as Bears coach next season. Yeah, I mean, you know, expect, you know, is, is a word of expectation. That's that's a word that, that belongs into the future, right? So I would say that uh, we're going to have those meetings. I welcome those meetings uh, during the course of the next few days after the game, you know, um, early part of next week. And uh, we'll have those meetings at the appropriate time. And right now we're focused on this game. Do, do you feel comfortable and confident in the work that you've done that you deserve to be back yeah, you know, it's always, uh, I feel really good about uh, where this team is. You know, this, te- this team is on the rise. I really feel I feel really good about the second half of the season um, where, where uh, the whole football team is going right now. And uh, I love the camaraderie, you know, the relationships that we built. And uh, you can certainly see the progress. So, yeah, I feel good about it. Like that, 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 like, I wish you would have said that earlier. But whatever, it's, it, it, it's very, very minor. But still, like, if I were to advise him, I'd say, like, what? Wh- that first answer is, what, 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 what is that? And I, here's what I believe about his future. I believe when Kevin Warren today was asked at Lurie about his future and he did not want to commit. When Ryan Poles has been asked about his future and has not committed about his future. I think that they don't want to go on record and say, yes, he's our guy and then them go up and lay an egg and to be put in a weird position in Green Bay. Kind of like what Thayer said. They don't want to commit to him and then end the season on a really bad note. I think they are all expecting him to be back, and they all believe he's going to be back unless something disastrous happens in this Green Bay game. I think it's an interesting conversation point as well. Tom Thayer referenced it about whether or not the outcome of this game can actually have a significant impact. And I think Tom, who's been in this business now forever, alluded to things that I think are important. I think, as he said, look, if you go up there and you just look like you don't want to be there, like that, that's an extreme. I don't expect that, and I don't think Tom expects that. But if that were the case, then that extreme may be handled differently. I think the essence or the thought that and I have been one as well, that's that, you know, you get caught in the moment and you're like, look, what we saw against the Falcons, especially with a quarterback from my own personal viewing experience was something I haven't seen, but something I've wanted to see for so long with regard to Justin's approach to playing. And it was it was special. It was really good. So that's why I have been more of like, look, if you go up to Green Bay and you knock them out of the postseason and you play well and you guys are flying around and our quarterback plays well. And I think that that will have more of an impact on how people feel about things up at Hallis Hall because of the importance that this game carries with the, the McCaskey family. Do I believe it would change if they're set in what their decisions are right now today, do I believe it will change? Probably not. 
But I do believe this one will carry more weight than if you were going down to Tampa to play the Buccaneers and the same thing happened. That, that you played well, Justin outplayed Baker Mayfield and built on what he had done last week against the Atlanta Falcons. I think if he does that against the Green Bay Packers, it's more meaningful. But I do think it's an interesting conversation point. Because do you believe, like, look, if you don't have a firm grasp of what you think you're going to do at this point on a, on a couple of different fronts, would that bother you? Or, I mean, yes, you- yes. And what I believe their firm grasp is they're bringing him back. But what has been their biggest issue this year as a team? Uh, uh, monumental collapses? Yes. So they don't want to end the season with another monumental collapse. So they before they announce anything, they want to finish the last game. I don't blame them. So, so like, why would they announce he's back and then all of a sudden have another collapse of yeah. us instead of within a collapse within a game, a collapse of finishing? Like, even if they don't win, go out there and play a really good game and if Green Bay happens to beat you in a really tough fought game, but you continue, like Justin continues to play well, uh, the defense takes the ball away, but you just get outplayed on that's, the road. It's still going to suck. It's going to suck, but still. It, it, but if you go up there and lay an egg after you've committed to him, then you're going to have egg on your face. Oh, I agree. I don't think there was any need for them to at this particular time. The other thing, too, is as everyone tries to read the tea leaves, it's hard to, to make a strong prediction for what you think they're going to do on a number of fronts because these are people that have been in these jobs for a short period of time. And we don't know. We don't have a, a long history. of. We don't even really no. know how Kevin Warren feels about anything. We don't. Because he has taken pretty much a backseat approach and has just been an observer. We, we see what Ryan Poles has done, and he's done a really nice job building this roster. He's never fired a coach or been in a situation where he needed to make a decision on a coach based on how a team has performed, right? We just don't, there's, like, if you had history, if you looked at a different franchise and and you watched how those people made their decisions, it would be easier to project or predict. Right. But we have new people sitting in important spots, and we don't know how they feel about certain stuff. We don't know how, like, they're... Their emotions or their behavior, we're still learning. We're learning whether or not, you know, you can make any type of prediction by how somebody is carrying themselves or the words that they're using. Like, we're still learning how Kevin Warren is going to be a president. In some ways, how Ryan Poles is going to be a GM. I don't even think we're learning about Poles, uh, about uh, Warren. We don't know anything right. about po- po- uh, Warren. So to think, We know nothing about Kevin Warren. So to think that you know how he feels about any number of issues, I think, is pure dart throwing because we don't know. Uh, before we get to Waddle's world, I want to take Ray in Elmwood Park. What's up, Ray? Not so much. What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. Hey. Good. I have a quick question for you. If the roles were reversed, and Green Bay had the number one overall pick, would they trade Jordan Love, or would they take the number one pick? That would be my question. I, and I can't give you an answer. I'd have to ask Goody, and I'd have to get him on the uh, Waddle and Syl- Sylvie truth serum. I have no idea what, what they would Poles has never said anything, though, either. Right, and so I don't, know how, I don't know how he is going to. Well, I mean, like, isn't it different, Ray, because in, in his first year of production... He put up a 30-touchdown, almost 4,000-yard season. And this right. is... This With is, the youngest team in the league. Right. And this is Justin's third year, and he has thrown for 40 total touchdowns in his career. So is it, aren't the circumstances quite different? They are different, except for the first... And I'm not a field uh, you know, apologist, but the first year you have to throw out... That's fair. And the second year, and the second year really was a was a, a bad year. Obviously, we were we were tanking. So really, I think you just have to look at this year. But the, even this year, it hasn't been obviously what Jordan Love has done. But I think everyone gives this criticism. If we didn't have the number one overall pick, 
I don't think anybody would be talking about trading Justin. No, no, no. we've been we've saying always said that, that for fifteen weeks. Yeah, no one, we would, no one would be chasing. Well, maybe no not fifteen one, weeks. But. No, no, we we have always said that. We have said. Well, that we didn't the, know that the, the Carolina Panthers fifteen weeks ago were going to have the number one. Well, well whatever it's been, ten weeks, yeah. twelve weeks, that that has given us the artificial deadline. Yes. The the number right. one pick, the early pick, has put an artificial deadline that normally wouldn't be there on Justin Fields. It's always been the first disclaimer that we use when we discuss this conversation. Some people ignore right. it. But Some people understand it. Other people are just naturally nasty. I just think it would be interesting if they had the number one pick. And a lot of teams, not only the Packers, I think that a lot of teams would be rethinking their quarterback if they had the number one overall pick. Right. Like what like what's Kyle what is Arizona gonna do? Right. My right. guess is they're right. gonna stick with Kyler Murray because they've invested a ton of money in him and how could you and I don't know the ins and outs of his contract, how you getting out of that? Well put put Kyler Murray's numbers up against Justin's too. Are you trying to make me dizzy and vomit? I mean like I don't I can't do all this math in a split second. It's not hard math. It's when you put them side by side. It's like I'm not trying to be a hater, but if you line up Justin's numbers in production, and that's why I've always kept it. Like if if Justin's production was a lot like last week for a lot of this season, different conversation. It, we would be having a hugely different conversation. It's like people are like, well, Sylvia, you 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 sort of changed this week after seeing last week. Well, yeah, I mean, I like I'm I'm. I'm a Fields guy who haven't, but I haven't been a fan of his production. If his production was better, I'd be a bigger fan of his. Well, I think that it, goes like, along with well, yeah. Well, like that's not hard. That's right. not a like a like. I don't think that's a hard thing to follow. It, but people not. like to to people like to hate. Yeah, like I'm a fan of production, and if the production is more consistent. I can go along with that easier. What's unusual about this situation as well is, is normally the number one overall pick is in the grasp of a team that is like a two or three win team. Yes. Like, so if you go to the Green Bay Packers and give them the first overall pick in, in our callers scenario, I don't know how they're going to respond. This is a, and, and this is from Graziano today on Get Up. And then Greeny had a good counter to it. Uh, and then you'll hear Tannenbaum. What did Graziano? What does Graziano think the percent chances that they're going to move off of uh, Justin Fields? What are the chances? Oh, let, let me uh, hear. Uh, Greeny's got the question, so he'll phrase it better. What are the chances that the Bears keep Justin Fields? I put it at fifteen percent, and I know. Look, I, I think the Bears are aware that that the fan base is is at a point where. The- like a lot of them favor keeping Justin Fields. He's been playing well, he's fun, and he's exciting. But fundamentally, he's going into year four. You're still not entirely sure what he's going to be long-term in terms of a franchise quarterback. You have the first pick. If you evaluate Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever as a transformational franchise quarterback, then you have to make that pick. You have to reset the contract to a rookie contract and get what you can get for Justin Fields. It doesn't mean you don't like Fields. It just means this option, big picture, all factors thrown together is the better one. I like what he says. That has been my stance for for weeks, if not months. It doesn't mean you don't like Fields. It means you may not love him. Or you may love the other options better. And again, what does he say? Graz says it comes down to Ryan Poles and what his evaluation is of the potential guys that you could take at one. Greeny then counters it with what a lot of Bears fans have countered with. Fields plus what you can get with the number one pick could be the better option. And then you'll hear Tenenbaum with his uh, counter to that. So what are the chances that Caleb – look, I, I love the kid, Caleb Williams. This is not in any way meant to suggest I don't think he's going to be great. I hope he winds up being the greatest player of all time. But he's got to be three ones better than Justin Fields to make that work, right? I, no, I don't see it that way because if you go back over the last 10 years, they passed on Patrick Mahomes. They passed on C.J. Stroud. And to Graz's point, like if Caleb Williams is a great quarterback – Let's not overcomplicate. Get that position pegged. And Justin Fields, to me, is a good to very good quarterback. The, the ceiling, to me, is much higher for Williams. So, I, like, I like what Greeny has said because I understand what he's saying, that if you can get three first-round picks by trading down off of the number one pick, 
Like Kevin lot, White, Stan Thomas, and who? Well, right. Yeah, those guys fail, too. Like, a lot of people who do say, you're right about that. <laughs> a lot of people who say, look, there's no guarantee with the first uh, the first overall quarterback. There's no guarantee that whatever Ryan would pull for, in, sure. that, that those guys would. We, well. we, we could talk about all the uh, all the tackles the Bears have taken. Yeah. We could talk about Chris Williams. It's an inexact sign. Right, right. We could talk a lot about all that stuff. Yeah. So, but, but it... Like it, a lot of people have said, the quarterbacks just need to be even. But you're resetting the quarterback clock. Greeny's counter to that is, it doesn't have to be even. He has to be three first round picks better than Justin Fields because you're moving off of Fields. You're getting, you're losing Fields, and you're losing out on three first round picks. What are you getting in return if you if you deal him? Fields, yeah. like a, a, let's say a second. Let's conservatively say a mid-second round pick. So if you go on the chart, your chart would actually be three ones using Greeny's logic minus a two. Yes. Right. Um, I, I, I understand what he's saying, but again, there's... Look, there's so much uncertainty with all of this. Like, uh, like I said before, and I... And, there's different ways for everybody to look at this. The the thing I keep coming back to with people that are, are are constantly referencing risk. If you trust the general manager to trade the pick and make the most out of the, the, the draft currency you'll get in return because you're all in with him, then why wouldn't you be supportive of him if you believe in him if, in fact, he decided instead of trading the pick, I want to draft a quarterback? You either trust the, the GM or you don't. So... Uh, I get where Greeny's, Greeny's coming from. There's going to be risk associated with those three first-round picks. There's going to be risk associated with pivoting and going to a different quarterback. There's risk with basically deciding to forego drafting a quarterback and watching that guy become someone, as Tannenbaum said, potentially like Mahomes or like Stroud or like whoever else. Like There is risk attached to all of this stuff. Uh, let's go to Joseph in Milwaukee. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Joseph? Hey, how y'all doing? Good, Good. to hear y'all again. Um, I was listening to Jimmy Johnson, and Jimmy Johnson was saying last week, he was saying that, you know, it'll be good if they keep, like they did Dallas, if they keep Justin Fields and get a lot of picks. Now, my thing is, Everybody right, you gotta, has, so turn like, off your turn off your radio first of all. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Everybody had good quarterbacks they came after. Look at up there in Green Bay. Brad Farr, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers now Jordan Love. We never had a good quarterback that we our quarterbacks played behind of. Justin Fields, the only one that you know what I'm saying, that's really can give us some type of hope. I mean, he's been bowling out the last couple of weeks. So I think we should just, you know what I'm saying, trade down and get more talent and build around him and have the coordinator, somebody to work with him. I mean, because we don't know about Cade Williams. We don't know about none of these quarterbacks that's coming in. So you're right. It's a big risk on both sides. But why we keep on – getting a quarterback, keep getting a quarterback every three years, and they don't pan out. And you got to be a tough quarterback to play in Chicago. And the way he played in that snow last Sunday, you better hope that K.L. Williams can do the stuff that Justin Fields do because the fan base going to turn quick. Thanks, Joseph. What, what did you say? Like, a lot of people have been saying Justin Fields has been playing well for the last several weeks. What stat did you give me before the uh, show? His last four games. Uh, I mean, this is just one statistic, but in the last four games, his completion percentage is 55%. Um, he played great against the Falcons. He did not play well game, against... Best game I've seen him play ever. Against Arizona. He did not the play. The second half, I, I told you, I, I like that film had me not feeling very good about stuff. First half was fine. I mean, there were some things in the first half that you look at and go, okay, good. But the problem at times has been, you know, I think the Falcons game is the first time I've really seen four quarters of really consistent, solid, you know, good football where you said, I, I look at all of this and I'm, I'm happy with it. So 
It's been uneven. There's no question. It's been a roller coaster ride. And, and, and like you and I have both said, if he had played like that against the Falcons, and again, I know what people are going to say, well, if any quarterback plays well, I'm not even talking about probably some of the surface stuff. I'm talking the below the surface stuff is in the stuff to be repetitive based on what I said before. You know, it's other things. It's comfort in the pocket. It's shuffling. It's, it's, being efficient with your progressions and deciding that you trust what you're seeing and then letting it rip all of that stuff. And when you do all of that stuff, well, it'll show up in your stat sheet. So, you know, it's, it's an inexact science. It's going to be difficult. Um, it is a week to week league. And, and, and yes, I, I, to get back to your point, I was not I was in my my normal itchy and scratchy uncomfortable position over here after the second half of the Cardinal game. And then I told you I took my shirt off and my nipples were hard yeah. after watching the entire Falcon fa- game. Last game was great, but I've heard a lot of people say for the last month he's played great football. Now, you go back That's to the, you go back to the Cleveland game in the first half of that Cleveland game, you get the off-platform play with the touchdown spectacular. He fantastic on the throw to Tunyon. He got let down by, by Tunyon there. Second half of that game was, was not good. The fourth quarters have not been good. His QBR against the Browns was 18. Yeah. That was his fourth lowest of the season. And for those who are unaware, those Hail Mary interceptions... Don't count as much the, against A QBR them. takes that yeah. into account, so it doesn't really hurt you that much. Listen, I'm just trying to be fair here, because I know that this is such an explosive conversation yeah, with people. And it's the reason why I'll tell you, like, what second, the half film the, says. second half of the Cardinal game, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with that. Entire 60 minutes of the Falcon game, I was thrilled. I was over yeah. the moon for that. I'll tell you that about a lot of stuff. I've told you I like Cole Komet. Played with his dad. I think he's a good football player. But I've also told you what some of the limitations I think he has. So I'm not, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid over here and being a hater over here. Love Tevin Jenkins. Can't stay healthy. Need him to stay healthy. You know, I can look at a number of different positions. I told you from the start that DJ Moore best player on the football team right when we walked right, in right. that door we right. knew right away there's no question the best player on the football so i mean like i give you the good and the bad i'm just you know i'm not not cherry picking and i'm i'm not trying to to you know shade it in any direction here it, it is what it is and, and again i'm not the end all be all i can only tell you what i feel i can't sure. tell you what you feel You're right three one two three three two three seven seven six uh we've got florida or ohio coming up all your Let's phone laugh. calls and Doug Kazarian is going to join us. We'll make some money for you, at least. Well, guys, winter is here. The good news is so is Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electric. You could stay warm and save money. Whether it's repair, maintenance, or installation, there's always a Four Seasons trusted local expert nearby, ready to help 24-7. Call today and save $35 on any repair for all the right reasons. Call 866-4-SEASONS. That's 866-4-SEASONS. It's that time again when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets over. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salts. Well, that's right, John. Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. By the way, I don't think we've uh, officially given you the injury report for Sunday's game up at Lambeau Field. And this injury report brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers. Uh, we were a little bit surprised to see Kyler Gordon on the list. He is listed as questionable with a uh, calf issue. Khalil Herbert was questionable, did not practice today. He's listed with a back and a personal issue. Uh, Jalen Johnson, doubtful. Got a shoulder issue. Good to hear Cole Komet. Full participation today, but is listed as questionable. Darnell Mooney has been uh, ruled out already. Because of the concussion protocol, Lucas Patrick, their center, is dealing with a calf issue. He had limited participation and listed as questionable. And this is something that probably flew under the radar for most. But their long snapper, 
Patrick Scales is listed as questionable, but he was a full participant at practice today. Uh, for the Packers, I think really the only thing you need to know is Christian Watson, their wide receiver, did not participate but is listed as questionable. And A.J. Dillon, uh, their very large running back, has been uh, ruled out. I think he's got a stinger. And again, that injury report brought to you by Coast Ivone Personal Injury. Lawyers, now let's uh, have a little nonsense with something we like to call Florida or Ohio. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio every Wednesday or Friday and Friday, I should say. What's up, Tyler? Man leads police on a chase while live streaming it on Facebook. That is so 2024. It's really so 2023 and 2022 and 2021. Right. Since social media really has been bigger and bigger and bigger. State troopers said on Thursday they tried to pull over a Nissan pickup truck because it didn't have any visible plates, but that driver refused to pull over. The suspect further endangered the public by going live on Facebook as troopers were chasing him through the streets. I'm not stopping, the man yelled during the live Facebook video. This is Dade County, Florida. Throughout the 23-minute video, he's also seen talking on the phone, smoking a cigarette, and also smoking marijuana. Oh. He also says, I don't feel like getting caught today, he yelled onto the live stream. Well, who does? Yeah, but, but I'm going to live stream it anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to look for little angles here, like state police, state troopers. We've always tried to do that with sheriffs, yeah, state troopers. It's, yeah. it's in both. You know what? I have gone Florida consistently and been wrong. They've been throwing us the old Ohio curveball. Yeah. I think it's time for a Florida. Yeah. I'm going to go Tampa. I'm going to go the old standby. I'm going with Tampa. I, I, I said Dade County. I believe okay. that's Florida, near Miami. Miami. Yeah. Fridays are for Florida. I'll go Lakeland. It took place in Akron, Ohio. What? Are there are there state troopers in Florida? I mean, like, yes. I know that sounds silly, but are they called yeah, state, state troopers, troopers, troopers everywhere? Yeah. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. Wow, boy, this has been a, a run. It's been an Ohio week. It's been a run of nonsense coming out of the Buckeye State. I saw something on social media you today. You know why? Because the Ohio State Buckeyes are out say, of the playoff well, I think, chase? I think the Michigan uh, championship run is driving them crazy yes, in Ohio. I think so. So they're just acting out yeah, of sorts? Yeah, they're acting out. Okay. Uh, coming up next, let's make some money on that national championship game. What does Doug think about uh, Championship Monday? And what does he believe uh, is going to happen with Bears and Packers? I heard an alarming stat from Carmen DeFalco earlier today. We'll uh, tell you about that and talk to Doug next.